So you're trying to grow your YouTube channel and it doesn't seem to be working. I mean, you're trying everything. You're watching every video, every tutorial, you're doing all the right things and yet YouTube is showing you no love. So it's YouTube's fault and the algorithm is bad and this is just not working. Well, I can tell you after auditing hundreds of channels of big creators and small creators, there are common mistakes that people are still making. So on today's episode of Tube Talk, let me outline those mistakes so that you don't make them. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ where every day I help creators big and small level up their channel, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. Today what we're going to do is I'm going to share with you a bunch of common mistakes that I see repeatedly. Every time I help channels which are trying to grow, trying to get those subscribers, trying to get those views, they make the same common mistakes. So as we head out into the new year, you're pumped, you're ready, you're fired up, you want to rock your YouTube game this year. Don't make these common mistakes. So let's start at the top. And we're talking about the channel banner. The channel banner is essentially the first thing people see. Look, here's what happens. Somebody does a search. They're going to encounter your video. They're going to click on your video. They liked it. And then they click on your name to go to your channel to get more of your content. The first thing they see is right at the top is your channel banner. If your channel banner doesn't visually grab their attention and gives you two things, it needs to give the audience one is what is this channel about? And number two, why should I subscribe? The what and the why those have to be conveyed visually in your channel banner. So what I see time and time again is amazing stock art photography in your channel banner. I see things which are all over the place. Maybe it's a gaming channel. But in the channel banner, they've got the person and they're sitting on fishing or they're out with their family and they've got all these random icons of social media. None of this want to make me scroll down and see your channel and get more information about what's going to happen on this channel. But if your channel banner is succinct, it's very, very focused, it's on point. If you're a gaming channel and you're playing PUBG, it's got you with your headsets on and your gaming mic and you've got PUBG images all over the place. I now know I'm in the right place, especially when there's a call to action, when he tells me the what and the why. So new videos every Thursday, and tutorials on how to beat, blah, blah, blah. That's the what and the why. If you have a cooking channel and it's you in the kitchen with a whole bunch of cooking ingredients and pots and pans and bits and bobs, I don't know, and they're all around you and the channel is all about cooking, I can now tell that straight away from the channel banner. So don't make that mistake. Don't lose your audience right at the beginning when they're about to engage with you, but you haven't sold them. You haven't given them the reason for being here, the reason for your channel. So mistake number one is having a bad channel banner. Now, it sounds weird because, you know, how many of us spend time of looking at channel banners? But if you think of your own browsing patterns, you actually realize that you do more often than not. It's one of those things that subconscious, you hit a channel and that is the first thing you see. And that is the bit that says, okay, I'm in the right space. I'm in the right place for this content. Ask yourself the question. If somebody instantly sees your channel banner, closes down the browser, 
Are they going to get the impression they're in the right place? Do they remember you? Do they remember what your channel is about? Ask people around you. Show them your, your channel banner and then hide the phone away and ask them, hey, what do you think this channel is about? Those are the kind of, that's the kind of information that you're going to need in order to get your channel banner to be really, really on point. And whilst we're speaking about branding, don't forget about your thumbnails. Your thumbnails and your branding kind of go together. Because, you know, it's, I call it the 10,000 thumbnail test, where if you take three or four random thumbnails that you have on your channel, you drop them into a bucket with 10,000 other thumbnails. Can we go ahead and pick out just your thumbnails out of that bucket? If the answer is no, it means your branding isn't consistent across all your thumbnails. If the answer is yes, it means you're doing a good job. So to summarize, mistake number one is branding. It's your channel banner. It isn't conveying the right message. It isn't telling the audience the what and the why. What is this channel about? Why should I subscribe? Absolutely start there. If you are not able to design, and a lot of us are not designers, let's be honest. I really, really struggle with this element. In which case, I use a service like Canva. They've got a whole bunch of templates. You can go buy templates online from you know designers who specialize in this. You can commission people to do private banners specifically for you, channel art specifically for you on services like Fiverr.com, for example, or reach out to your designing buddies and say, hey, can we? Can I pay you for your time? Can we do a trade exchange? Try get your channel banner to be absolutely on point. It is the business card of your channel. It tells you the what and the why. People lose so much traffic just by not doing this little tip. The next mistake that I see people are doing is not being focused. Here is what I mean by that. Imagine you're watching Netflix or Hulu or one of the streaming services. And as you're sitting down to watch your movie, in 10 minutes into the movie, the sports come up. You go, wow, that's weird. I wasn't expecting that. And then it goes back to your show. And then 15 minutes later, a music video pops up. You go, wow, what's going on? I'm trying to watch this video. Why is this coming up again and again? And it goes back to your movie. And then 15 minutes later, I don't know, the sports come up again. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to realize, hold on a second, something is wrong. I'm not here for that. I'm here to watch my movie. Why am I being interrupted? That is what's happening on your channel. If you're not focused and you're giving people content that's all over the place, one day is vlogging, the next day is cooking, the next day is technology, the next day is motoring. It, it, people are not don't understand why they need to be here. They came for a certain type of content and you're giving them content that's all over the place. So what happens? People get frustrated. Your subscribers are subscribed because of a certain type of content. Now, when they're not getting that content, well, they're just simply not going to watch it. But if you're going to give them content that is focused, that is niche, the stuff that they came on the channel for in the first place, odds are pretty good they're going to keep watching again and again and again. I'll give you a personal example. On my technology channel, I was doing technology. Technology is pretty niche, right? Well, not really, because within technology, there's lots of verticals. There's lots of things within the technology sphere. So I was doing lots of things. I was doing phones. I was doing gadgets. I was doing apps. I was doing cars. I was doing tech in everything, right? And people were getting frustrated because they came here for a certain type of content and they just weren't getting it. I thought I was pretty niche. I was in the technology sphere, but it turns out I wasn't niche enough. So you got a niche within your niche. You got to focus within your focus. The second I made that transition and that focus, I'd realized that people were here for certain content 
and then I made more of that content. That is when my channel really started taking traction and really started growing. I see this time and time again. People are doing lots of stuff. They're trying to get into the latest trends and they're jumping from topic to topic to topic. It's too frustrating. It's the whole, I'm trying to watch this movie, but you keep interrupting me with sport, news and weather. Why? Those days are long gone. When somebody wants to binge watch your content, they want a certain type of content. Now, as you're listening to this, some of you are thinking, uh, I don't want to do the same thing again and again and again. Essentially, I don't want to be pigeonholed. That is ridiculous. And let me tell you why. When you're pigeonholed, you're essentially telling the world you're the best in the world at doing your content. You're the best PUBG gamer. You're the best Fortnite tutorial helper. You're the best plumber and how to unclog your toilet person. Well, guess what happens? When you're the best in the world, when somebody has a problem, they're going to go to the best in the world, the one that comes to the top of mind, and they're going to go to that channel to get the solutions they're looking for. Think of it in your own personal life. You know who to call when your car breaks down. You know who to go to when your kids get sick. You know who to go to when you have an accounting issue. You go to the best people that you have in your circle because those are the people that could help you. Now, if your accountant was also your GP, was also your creative director, was also your designer, it's weird. You don't do that. You go to the specialist in their field. So you want to be known as the best in the world for whatever content you do. And again, I'm going to tell you from personal experience on my channel. As soon as I doubled down on how to make faster Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi related products and services, my channel grew and grew and grew. YouTube saw me as an authoritative channel in that industry on that particular topic. And when people do a search for that, my channel comes up. Now, I am known as the Wi-Fi guy. And people know that they're going to get those solutions on my channel. That's great. And let me answer your next question as you're thinking about it, which is, am I stuck doing the same content forever? No. As soon as you grow and you're going to get some traction and you're going to start building a community and people are going to start engaging with you for you, being you, being the personality, then you can start pivoting to other areas. So you can kind of grow your channel, doubling down and doubling down and doubling down on the same content, niching on that same content, giving people what they're there for so they watch your videos again and again and again. You're going to get those subscribers, you're going to get those views, and slowly you can start moving to other areas. Now, would I go completely radical? No. I would do services which are similar to the original content of why they came to your channel in the first place. So in my case, it's Wi-Fi. Maybe I pivot to something different like smart homes, or maybe I pivot to something still within the technology realm, still within the home, so that's not weird. It will be very weird if I start doing a cooking show. Now, that's completely off-grain. Unless I can weave in technology into this, people are simply going to stop watching videos. I'm going to unsubscribe, and I'm going to go to the next channel. I'm no longer the specialist. Think of someone like Peter McKinnon. When he started his channel, it was a vlogging channel. But then people kind of really didn't connect with Peter yet because, you know, we've all got our lives. We've all got our personal issues. We don't want to see somebody else's. But as soon as Peter decided to do tutorials and teach people skills, they didn't connect with him for him. They connected because they wanted those skills. They wanted those tutorials, how to take better photography and be a better videographer. They wanted those skills. And Peter was delivering. But over time, he developed a rapport with their audience. He built up a community. 
And then as he's done that, he's managed to pivot away from how-to tutorials and he's moved to Peter the Vlogger. Now people care about him and they want to know what he's up to. They want to know where in the world he is, what is he speaking about, and he still throws in those tutorials every once in a while. But that's how you pivot in an audience. So is your channel focused or is your channel a variety channel? Well, here is a simple test to do. If I walked up to you at a party and I meet you and you tell me that you're on YouTube, my question to you is going to be, great, so what do you do on your channel? I want to see how many ands you answer with. And what I mean by that is, if you tell me that you do vlogging and cooking and motoring and you review gadgets, there's too many ands. You're not focused enough. But if you tell me that, hey, on my channel, I teach English to non-English speaking people. There's no ands. It's super focused. If you tell me that I review cars for Toyota, great, super focused. Now I know exactly what's on your channel. I know what to expect. I know that you're the expert to go to when I want information to do with that topic. So now look at your channel and what would you answer if I asked you that question? What do you do on your channel? Another common mistake that I see people doing again and again and again is filming for hours and hours and hours, editing, putting the best B-roll they could find, putting music, uploading, and then only to discover that nobody's watching those videos. And then YouTube hates me. YouTube doesn't like my content. YouTube always favors the big creators and you get all that negativity coming out. So newsflash, YouTube doesn't hate you. In fact, YouTube loves you because YouTube makes money based on ads. The better your content is, the more it can serve it to a bigger audience, the more money it's going to make on ads. So how do you make content that people actually want to watch? How do you make content that people want to consume so that YouTube will distribute your videos longer? That is the better question versus why YouTube hates me. And the answer is do research. What I see people doing time and time again is filming for hours on end, editing, splicing it up, thinking of a title, getting a screenshot or a screen grab to make a thumbnail, uploading onto YouTube and wonder why they're not getting any views. If you start the other way around, if you start with research before you pick up your camera, do that research. Find out if people actually care about the topic that you're about to spend hours filming. Find out which angle you should actually be taking. What's your competition like? What is everybody else talking about on the same content? How are you going to be different? How could you stand out and still capturing that same audience? Ask those questions first. Do that research. And a very, very simple way of doing it, if you're using the vidIQ tools, we've got lots of tools to do that. And as you know, go to the vidIQ.com website. There's lots of blog posts or go to vidIQ YouTube channel and there's lots of tutorials showing you exactly how to do that research. But even if you don't have the vidIQ tool, simply go onto YouTube, go up to the search and then start typing in your key phrase. So let's just say it's chocolate cake. So type in there chocolate cake and press enter. See what comes up. What are the top videos that are ranking there? Is your content going to be better than those videos? That's the first question. What you want to do is go into your search bar again. And instead of just typing in chocolate cake or whatever your key phrase is, type in chocolate cake space A. Then delete that and chocolate cake space B and delete that, chocolate cake, space, C. What are you doing? You're essentially invoking the YouTube autocomplete. You will see underneath it, as you're typing the alphabet, you'll see titles coming up again and again and again. 
Those are phrases that people have used to type into the search bar so many times that YouTube is making it easier for the next person. So very quickly, you'll be able to find topics that you can actually make videos about still within the chocolate cake, still within your niche, but something more specific, something that people are typing in. Don't forget to go to the beginning and type in how, what, where, when, why, who. So for example, with my chocolate cake example, I often see why chocolate cake cracks. That comes up automatically from YouTube. In which case, if you can make a video about why chocolate cake cracks, well, you're already going to win and gonna get more eyeballs because so many millions of people from around the world type that in, enough for YouTube to have the autocomplete, which means when you deliver a video with that as a title, odds are pretty good that that's gonna be married up with the next person that types in why chocolate cake cracks. So the lesson here is do not pick up the camera until you have your title in hand. Have two, three, four titles that's gonna focus your video, gonna focus your shooting, and you know that you're off to a winner before you even pick up that camera because you've done your research. Research, research, research. It takes work, it takes time, but it's gonna save you all that headache and all those hours of creating a video nobody cares about. Go and do that research. Super, super important. Okay, so you've done your research, you know what your title is, you've shot your video, you've got the best thumbnail you can get, you've got the best title you can get, descriptions and tags, you're uploading, and now you're finding that, well, YouTube is still not recommending your video, so what's going on? Okay, so now you play detective. You're looking at your analytics and you're looking for clues, and one of the best places to look for clues is in something called retention. So what is retention? Well, retention basically is an indicator telling you at which point people dropped off your video. Are they watching to 20% of your video and then leaving, or 50% of your video and then leaving? That is a very, very important signal for YouTube because it talks to the quality of the content. Think about it from YouTube's point of view. If you have a video that's got an amazing title, an amazing thumbnail, but people are watching 1% and then leaving immediately, well, it gives the signal off that maybe it's a clickbait video. Maybe you're not delivering what you promised on your title, and therefore YouTube is certainly not gonna recommend your video. However, if your video has 50, 60, 70% retention, it shows good quality videos that YouTube will say, okay, well, if people are watching it to 60 and 70%, let's try it with a different audience. Let's distribute it more and more and more. So the first thing I would do is I would look at my retention of my individual videos, look at what shape the graph is in. Is it a hockey stick shape? Do people drop off right at the beginning? That tells me that I didn't capture them enough. I didn't hook them enough. I didn't deliver on my promise right from the outset. I didn't grab their attention. So they came to the video, they saw the beginning and they went, ah, this is boring, not for me, I'm out of here. And then they leave your video. If you see people are staying at the beginning part of your video, but they're leaving in the middle, find out why they left in the middle, at which point. In fact, in the retention graph, you can actually click on those various points and play the video at the same time. Maybe you repeated yourself again and again and again. Maybe you spoke about a topic for too long. Maybe it was something that went off topic and then you've lost some of your audience. Learn from those mistakes so that you don't repeat them in your next video and in your next video. And then finally, do they leave right at the end? Is it a sharp drop? Maybe you've already said, hey, my video's over, and therefore people immediately sign off. Maybe you did the whole, hey guys, thanks for watching, really appreciate it. And as soon as people hear that, well, they know that your video's done and they're off to the next one. 
So maybe you need to work on your outro. So retention is actually divided into three. Your intro, your beginning part, your middle, which is your meat and bones of your video itself, your content, and then the outro, which is the ending bit. Improve at each section, especially the beginning. Start at the beginning intro. Make sure that people don't leave immediately. Work on your intro. Maybe cut out your intro, make it shorter. Maybe cut out those beautiful animations, make it even shorter. People don't care about that kind of stuff. They just want the information. If you're finding that that's what people are dropping off, get rid of it, cut it out, and then start getting into your topic early, early on. Retention is super, super powerful, very underrated feature that we need to pay much, much more attention to. So the question I have for you is how many mistakes are you currently making? And more importantly, are you gonna go and fix those mistakes? So many people really wanna level up their channel. They really wanna get to that next level, but are not prepared to put in the work don't be one of those people. Share this episode with at least one other creator that's currently struggling. Leave us a comment or a review on your favorite podcasting application and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Cheap Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.